Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Martin Hyder and the Hyder family. Welcome to my world. Leave your cares behind. Welcome to my world. Martin. What do you think you're doing? Well, Harry, I'm in such a good mood that I thought I'd make it my show this week. Oh, yeah, you thought you'd, uh, you thought you'd make it your show, did you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you're in such a good mood. Yes. Mm -hmm. Martin? Yes? Oh! <laughs> Go on, clear off and take your poxy family with you. <laughs> and what a show we've got for you tonight, with the help of Mother Janet. Father Tony. Hello. The 82-year-old Raisin Lookalike Nana Hill, and of course my little four-year-old adopted son, Alan. Who, through the power of genetic engineering, <laughs> is only able to communicate via the tapping method. That's one tap for yes. Two taps for no. And the theme from Hawaii Five-O to express the emotion of love. That's easy, boy. Conceived in the shadow of size will be <laughs> a cruel victim of nature's dark side, a lesson to us all. Here, you know, um, you know World War II, don't you? You've heard of that, World War II. I got the bill for that the other day. <laughs> Itemised. Here, here, Harry, can we send little Alan for tests? Oh, not more tests, for pity's sake. Well, we haven't sent him for tests for ages. We never get any decent results back. Oh, oh go on. Oh, all right, then, get the scientist on the phone. Here. I went to see a mad scientist the other day, and uh, you know when you go and see a mad scientist friend, they always, uh, they always get the magic potions out, don't they? Hey, hey? Yeah, they always get the magic potions out. <laughs> so not that bad, right? I drank that back, and I'm standing there, and suddenly it clutched my throat, I fell down behind the city. When I came up, my face was covered in hair. Well, hair, peanuts, fluff. <laughs> Surprising what you can find on the back of a city. <laughs> Dad, what's the theme this week? The theme this week, Harry, is judges and janitors. Judges and janitors. Mm, mm, judges and janitors it is, and we'll be meeting some of those rather odd men who hang around in school boiler rooms with a broom a bit later on. <laughs> and we'll be meeting some janitors as well. <laughs> but... <laughs> but first, the sound of Nat King Cole being fired from a giant catapult. Quiet, Alan. I'm not supposed to know about that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's just I got the scientists on the bat phone. I mean, phone, phone. I mean, the phone. Give me that. Hello. Hello, Finsbury Park. Hello, Harry. I know I've said it before, but that, that's an odd sort of name, isn't it? Finsbury Park. I know, but my mum was a very keen fan of London's park system. In fact, I was talking to her about it last night. What's her name? Kensington Gardens West 2. <laughs> she looks lovely in the summer with all the flowers and everything. Here, Harry, uh, sending a boy down for tests, are we? Yes, well, it's been a while, you know. Yeah, I've got some lovely new tests involving birds. I've got a magpie test, I've got a finch test. Lapwing. Lapwing-a-ding-ding. -ding. Jolly good. <laughs> 
Now, just pop little Alan in the vacuum tube link up with the lab, and off he goes for his tests. Off he goes! <laughs> here, here, I bought a lovely record today. Enoch Powell sings reggae. <laughs> and I think we've got a track from that now. No woman, no Kai! <laughs> Lovely record that, lovely record. <laughs> Time to meet our first judge or janitor. We give a fiscal of fun to Judge Grogan with a haunted car. Welcome, Judge Grogan. I'm the father of Gregory's girl, Claire Grogan. Really? <laughs> no, but it was worth a try. Well, I'm a lad. Haunted calf, how so? Well, at night, Harry, whilst my body lays a smouldering in the bed. Hang on a second, Judge. Just hang on, stop the music. Just, uh, Alan, have we got stand doing effects this week? I'm here, Harry, I'm here. <laughs> Fine, carry on. As the light dims and the owls come out to dance. <laughs> That's owl stamps. As the foxes <laughs> fornicate in the alleyways, so my haunted calf comes to life. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, whilst all me body is still, me calf she twitches <laughs> and creates agonizing pain through the calf. Like some dispossessed hand is squeezing the living life blood out of it. Hold it. Stop the music. That's cramp. No, it's true, I tell ya! Oh. Judge Rogan there with a haunted calf. Here, here, Harry, perhaps he might get rid of that calf pain mm. <laughs> if he were to exorcise more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exercise, mm. see? It's Alan. Fun. Yeah? Oh. <laughs> Go on, hop it. I'd recognise that sound anywhere. It's Nana Hill. Nana's here. Nana's here. Nana's here. My old man said I'm a Millwall fan. That's easy, Nana. Kindly release Engelbert Humperdinck. Please release him. Let him go. <laughs> she certainly has a powerful kissing ability, Alan. How is that? She certainly has, Harry. With a special hydraulic pumping mechanism concealed in a soft pallet, Nana is able to lick the chrome off a shower unit. <laughs> is that possible, Alan? Yes, Batman, it is. Putting the lick... Putting the lick back into hydraulics. Tell me... <laughs> tell me, Nana, how's the filming going? I'm making a film for the Muesli marketing board. I was a stamp double for a raisin. <laughs> I had to sit in a big packet and then jump out into a bowl of milk. Mm, mm. I was in good company. Joan Plowright was a cornflake, <laughs> and Pat Coombs was a sunflower seed. Well, as you know, every week Nana test drives a different vehicle. And what are you test driving this week? <laughs> you amazing raisin. <laughs> Davidson Portaloo, Harry. <laughs> and how does she handle? Note to 60 in a day and a half. <laughs> but you must be careful not to pull the chain while standing at the traffic lights. Points out of ten, Nana. Eight, 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 <laughs> two. Two, very well done. <laughs> yes, two I think 
Harry, because it stinks to high heaven. <laughs> you can still get the parts, though, can't you? Now, Nana Hill, 82 years in the making. Tell me, what was Henry VIII really like? <laughs> Very moody. And he'd never stay for the lock-in. <laughs> Nana Hill, tell us, please, what have been your magic moments? I've tasted life's rich topping. I've eaten the filling beneath. But the moment that I'll never forget was my night of fun with Ted Heath. <laughs> he shook his shoulders in merriment as he carried me up to bed. And then I had one of me spasms and he went and left me for dead. Nana Hill there as she disappears off the border. Harley Dames and Portaloo. Hazard lights flashing, a full system. It's midnight and she's wearing bifocals. <laughs> Now the sound of Frank Sinatra being hurled from a giant cannon. Frank Sinatra there. Here. Alan, Alan, Alan. How's your shop going? Better than my wildest dream. Which is? Being chased across London Bridge by the entire Antiques Roadshow team. <laughs> Chris, only in a skimpy vest, with them all shouting, Stop him! At auction, he's worth over £3,000! <laughs> so things are going well, then? Yeah. What's on special offer this week? Well, Harry, in the shop window of Bring Back Hanging this week, I'm knocking, <laughs> I'm knocking a pound off my spouse alarms. Spouse alarms, Alan? Qu'est-ce que c'est Well, Harry... <laughs> With divorce up and the faithfality index down... Faithfality index? A measure of the faithfulness of a given couple. Mm -hmm. For instance, the royal family's faithfality index is running at naught. I see. <laughs> I see. Yes, what it is, is worked out from the ratio of the number of people attending marriage guidance bureaus to the number of people who attend discos. I see, yes. <laughs> so, with the faithfality index up, mm -hmm. how does one secure one's spouse against unfaithfulness? The answer, of course, is the spouse alarm, which I have here. Now, the main component of this highly tailored spouse alarm is this miniature seeing eye monkey. <laughs> seeing eye? <laughs> seeing eye monkey? Yes, a Japanese breed of monkey that is pocket sized and highly trained to spot disfaithfulness and a wandering eye. How so? Well, placed on the spouse with a tiny hand on the corner of each eye, these Shatsu monkeys are able to detect a wandering eye. <laughs> if the spouse eye wanders, mm. the alarm goes off. <laughs> Ah. As you can see, Dad is modelling one here. The whole monkey sits on the head behind an elaborate toupee, which is virtually invisible, except for the occasional monkey dung. <laughs> How does it feel, Dad? Oh, it's actually quite comfortable, Harry. The, the toupee is warm and moist, and the little monkey hands on the eyes is much like having contact lenses in, only with claws and smelling of dung. Mm. <laughs> Mum, if you'd like to take your position in front of Tony Hill... Now, you see, as with any faithful fella, Tony's eyes are constantly fixed on his beautiful spouse. Mm. But let's test that faithfulness by introducing a young French person with which to tempt Tony. All right, everybody, it's uh, Francis here. Tony Hill, you're looking very nice today. Tony's eyes stray. <laughs> the monkey goes off. <laughs> and the dumb... <laughs> Amazing, Alan. <laughs> Amazing. 
The spouse alarm there. How many sold? Oh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Georgers and janitors. We welcome janitor Jan Zeta Jones with his enhanced pound coin. Georgers and janitors. Welcome, Jan. I'm the father of Catherine Zeta Jones, the actress. Really? No. Now then. Catherine <laughs> Zeta Jones, wow. <laughs> Uh, oh. I think we better remove that spouse alarm, Alan, for the time being. Don't mind. Open a window, someone would they? Now, now then, Jan, the enhanced pound coin. Yes, I've invented a pound coin that is in fact worth a pound and a penny. Hmm. <laughs> coin enhancement. Let's just see that. It's a pound coin with a penny superglued to the back, isn't it? <laughs> Go on, get off. Lovely record that. Well, we have a lot of <laughs> a lot of letters on the show, and here's one from regular listener Bunty Hoven, who writes: A friend of mine recently told me that if you wear a thick woolly coat, hat, scarf, and gloves indoors, when you go outside, you won't get the benefit. Surely. Writes Bunty. If you pay your national insurance contributions regularly, what you wear in your own home should not affect your entitlement to benefits. Yes. Well, another very good point there from Bunty Hoven. That, uh, that letter marked Norbury. Dad, you did national service. What does Norbury stand for? Well, uh, Norwich was uh, knickers off ready when I come home. Mm. And uh, Naughty Ash was knickers off the tree, yell and shout hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Norbury must be uh, knickers off ready, obviously. Obviously, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, knickers off ready, bought up rations yet? I see, yes, I see. Well, uh, imagine that used to give you and all the other national servicemen a lovely warm feeling. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did this week, Harry. I knocked out the back of the wardrobe in the hope that I might find the mystical land of Narnia. And? I found a sock that's been missing since 1957. <laughs> Today sees the 100th anniversary of the first anniversary of the invention of television. And it was in the tiny nuclear dumping ground of Scotland that the, <laughs> the chief scientist, John Logie Baird, first broadcast the first ever episode of The Flintstones. And I think we've got a bit of that now. I was right. They do move in hers. They do move in hers, you know. Yabba dabba doo, the doo. Will somebody go and get my grandchildren? And now the sound of Tony Bennett playing Russian roulette. Taking a chance on you. <laughs> 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 we welcome.
welcome Judge Napper Evangelista and his singing Daleks. Judges and janitors. Welcome, Napper. Hello, Harry. Evangelista, no relation to Linda Evangelista. Who? Now then. <laughs> singing Daleks, how so? Well, I got involved with the Daleks when I was trying the case of clothes versus rucksack of clothes. One of the Daleks was an expert witness. Anyway, during the recess, I stumbled upon a couple of them doing like a, a barbershop trio. So I took them into the court studio and got them to record a few tracks. At that time, it was mainly Dalek folk music. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, such tracks as Dalek Nation, Exterminate All Round My Hat, uh, Subterranean Homesick Exterminate. Terminate the Doctor Blues, that sort of thing. I see, yes. And, um... But surely the Daleks are vicious fighting machines that exterminate all in their way. Well, that was a problem initially, yes, I grant you. I remember at one early gig they exterminated a man in the front row. Said he looked a bit like Tom Baker, but I couldn't see it myself. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to introduce the singers, then? Uh, yes, Harry. Well, uh, Theo here is a baritone Dalek. Hello! Uh, uh, Greg here is a tenor. And Leslie is a soprano. Hello. <laughs> Leslie's able to get those high notes due to damage to his exterminator as a boy. Shame. <laughs> That's all right by me. That's easy. Now, what are you going to sing for us today, then? Well, they're going to sing the Peter Sellers and Sophia Loren hit, uh, Oh, Doctor, I'm in Trouble. Uh, Napper? Yes? Is that, uh, is that altogether wise? Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, with the doctor reference. Get the doctor! Quiet! 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 Shut up, a lot of you! See what I mean? It sets them off. <laughs> just, just relax, Harry. Sit back and enjoy the music of the Daleks. Sorry about that, Mr. Hill. They're nervous. Uh, give me a couple of minutes and I'll get it sorted. Go on, off you go. <laughs> I'd recognise that sound anywhere. On a Harley Davidson Portaloo. It's Anna Hill. Moving on up, moving on up. That's easy now. That's easy now. <laughs> one night, one night. Now then, Anna. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? I'm pregnant. You're what? I'm pregnant with this special EMF treatment. EMF? <laughs> EMF? You mean IVF, in vitro fertilisation? No. I met a very nice young man from the singing band, EMF. <laughs> He's unbelievable. You're too old to have a baby. I had the Beatles when I was 40. <laughs> it's all right, Harry. I'm not really pregnant. Because I took precautions. Precautions, no? Yes. I took the precaution of wearing a latex rubber mask of Toya Wilcox. And he never laid a finger on me. <laughs> Off she goes there. No hill. I, uh, I, I think I've got them sorted, Mr Hill, the, the Daleks. Napper Evangelista, of course, and his Dalek trio. What song are you going to do then? Well, the, uh, the boys are going to do Dr Beat. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> hey? You're not doing anything with Dr in. Leo, behave! It sets them off. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, how about uh, 
Who's that knocking at the door? No. Doctor, Doctor by the Thompson Twins? No. Rinky Tinky Tardis? You're winding me up. I've got the Cybermen singing High or Silver Lining. Get off, go Now, recently, I heard a rumour flying about the place concerning the possibility that I might have, how shall I put it, a wayward older sister. Now, we've tried to keep it quiet, but something like this uh, always gets out, so um, we've decided to beat the tabloids to it and admit that, yes, I, Harry Hill, do have a wayward older sister by the name of Chili Faffa. She... (laughs) Yes, she changed her name, didn't she, Mum? Yes, we christened her Chili Taffa. And you admit, don't you... Mm -hmm. That you and Tony are partly to blame for Chili's current problems. Well, in the 60s, it was all the rage to bring up a child as bilingual. And so? So, I spoke to Chili in English. And I spoke to her in Janatese. Janatese, Dad? Yes, Harry, Janatese, named after your mother. A language that I myself made up and which I believe (laughs) would catch on as the universal language of commerce. The problem was, with your mother's various business interests abroad, she wasn't around very much. So the only English poor Chili picked up was from instruction booklets for electronic goods. And old Christa Berg albums. Oh. <laughs> She's an instruction Christa Berg booklet, Janity speaking, a record breaker. <laughs> but as one of the family, Chili is going to be presenting a special item on the origins of the First World War, so... <laughs> All right, darling. <laughs> All right, now. Calm down. Ready? Miku! Ladies and gentlemen, The Origins of the First World War by Chili Faffa Hill. Miku Galdon's cassette. Access LCD timer programming bootleg. Mongolian. Input data and selected speed transfer. Miku Tilly Twinty Buddy. Recorders at timer to mode. Um, diga, be, was Spinoza. Lady in red. Mustanga! Chili there. And that's the sound that tells us it's time for our celebrity judge or janitor. Mum, who's it to be? We give a wig full of welcome to that giant among judges, Rolf Harris! Welcome. That's Rolf. No, now then, Ralph. <laughs> Rolf. Ralph. Rolf, 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 Thanks, Harry. Hold the Bible in your right what? hand, Rolf, yeah? and read from this card. Oh, right. I've always been a big <laughs> fan of yours, Harry. <laughs> very kind, Rolf. Thank you. Now, uh, what a nice thing to say. Now, then, you are our celebrity judge, yeah. and I suppose in your case we're talking about um, some sort of kangaroo court, are we? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just joking. Oh, well, come back, Rolf. Come back. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Just, uh, just a little joke there, now, you see. Now, it says here that you are an Australian. Yeah, that's course, right. So, yeah. uh, tell me, whereabouts in um, Earl's Court do you live? <laughs> Look, I don't have to stand for this. No, no, Rolf, come on, come on. Come back, uh, We're just messing about. We're just messing about. Okay. <laughs> I suppose you'll be asking me next whether everything's upside down in Australia. You mean it's not? That does <laughs> 
sorry, I was just, uh, you know, messing around. And, yes. uh, you know, just pulling your, um, did you, now that you're, <laughs> you're probably best known for the legal case in which you pointed out there was an instinctive attraction in the proposition that a retributory system of justice should not visit penal consequences on acts which were the ultimate consequence of an event outside the volition of the actor, and that it was not sufficient to acknowledge the special circumstances by mitigating the penalty. Yes. <laughs> Some of our younger listeners might remember you for cartoon time. <laughs> Now, I used to love it on Cartoon Time when you described your drawings as you did them. That was great. And so what I thought we could do for you today, right, um, it being radio, anyway, um, perhaps describe one of somebody else's pictures. Yeah, well, uh, I should think so. OK. Um, what have you got for me? How about Picasso's Guernica? <laughs> Bring it on. Right, well, uh, let's have a look at it here. OK, there's a, a sort of a lady there. Yeah, funny-looking one at that. And uh, you can see she's screaming. And uh, there's a bull's head poking through the top of it, <laughs> as if to go like, you know, like... <laughs> and uh, can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> it's, well, it's a, it's a funny sort of perspective, isn't it? And you've got lights flashing there. But... <laughs> and there's somebody running going, get me out, get me out. And you can tell they're looking a bit spooky there. And the whole lot is, is going like... Because those Guernica there, as described by Rolf Harris. Of course, um, you've got another string to your bow, haven't you? It's not just the painting. No, the singing, you mean, do you? Yes. Yeah. Time of kangaroo, downsport, two little boys. Stay away to heaven, yeah. <laughs> There's one style you haven't tried and you've always fancied doing. That's right, Harry. Opera. Opera. <laughs> Opera. Yeah. I, I want to be Australia's answer to Kiri... Uh, Kiri... Kitanawa. Yeah, I'd love to get to know Harry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a little bit of opera for us now, aren't you? That's right, Harry. Mm. I, uh, I thought I'd uh, do that lovely uh, serenade, O Solo Mio. Right, <coughs> absolutely, why not? So while well, um, Cliff Ranger and the orchestra tune up... Uh, ladies, and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, with <laughs> Napper Evangelista and his Dalek Shop trio singing Sole Mio, Mr Rolf Harris. for you first. Do you bathe the boy yourself? You're joking on your FP. I don't go near him. I thought so. See, I had a look 
And his belly button... The button of the belly, yes. He hasn't got one. Hey? No, no, he hasn't got one. He's got hundreds of them. Good Lord. <laughs> Rolf, do you know what this means? Yeah. Means he's a pearly king. He's worth between four and five grand at auction. <laughs> Alan, get me Hugh Scully on the phone. Mum, get me a honky-tonk piano. We're celebrating. And as the knees go up and the celebrations commence, we leave the fruit corner happy in the knowledge that, at long last, money will be coming in. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> That was Martin Hyder's Fruit Corner, starring Martin Hyder and the Hyder family, written by Harry Hill and featuring Harry Hill, Edna Dore, Phil Nice, Joanna Brooks, Al Murray, Brenda Gilhuli, Matt Bradstock, and our special guest, Rolf Harris. Music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers. The producer is Joan Magnuson.